Creative Babble. If you've been following this series so far, you know that this content is not suitable for children. This episode could be triggering for some, so please keep headphones on for this one. You've been warned. Previously on Pretend, the stalker ordered multiple pizzas daily to a local Papa John's under Claudia's name. The Papa John's manager, William Bell, told police that he spotted a man driving a Cadillac during the same time those prank pizza orders were sent in. He believes the description fit that of John Gresman, the doctor's husband. I called up William Bell to get more details about the orders and the harassing messages that went along with it. So initially I believed them and I had no reason not to. These people were, uh, you know, they were getting orders from my store and they they said that they didn't order it, so I had no reason not to believe them. And then they told, they brought a whole stack of like paperwork down to my store. They, I had them come down to my store. I introduced myself as William Bell. And then one of those orders came through using my name. I had never met the gentleman who was being accused. I've never spoken with him. I've never seen him. Same thing goes with the uh, the family who is this is supposedly happening to. So up until my name got used in one of the orders, I believed them because I had no reason not to. But for him to know my name is physically impossible. When you say your name, you're talking about William Bell? Do you go by some other name? Yeah. So everybody at my store, so if, if, if he had came in like as a customer, everybody at yeah. the store that it happened at, they don't call me William Bell. They call me Big Papa or Billy. So there's no way somebody would have known William unless I gave that to them. Right. Or unless they've seen like a police report or, or something like that. Which, right. and this has happened well before the police report was ever filed. So what is your theory now? So my theory now is either, I know that they said that they had a uh, mentally handicapped child. Uh, my theory is either they are, either their child is lashing out and doing this, or they are doing it and trying to have some kind of gank. Like I said, I don't know the guy. I don't know them. I don't know any of it. I just know what I know. Now, that's interesting, man. That's not what I expected when I called you. And I wonder, I mean, have you had a lot of conversations with the detective on the case? I have not spoken with detectives, not one. No, it sounds like uh, like reverse stalking. Very bizarre. Sounds to me like they're the ones stalking him, and they're looking for some kind of gain out of it. What that gain yeah. is in their mind, I don't know, because I am not them. William Bell basically flipped on the statement he gave police. He now believes that the people making these bogus pizza orders are Claudia and David, or maybe one of their kids. I wonder how Claudia and David will react when I tell them this. Also in this episode, you're going to hear directly from the detective handling the case. It's pretty eye-opening, actually. I'm Javier Leva, and this is Pretend. Stories about real people pretending to be someone else.
Picture this, a foggy evening, the whisper of secrets in the air, and an invitation to step back into the glamorous and mysterious 1920s. That's the backdrop of June's Journey, the game that's been keeping me glued to my phone lately. Instead of doom scrolling on social media, I am actually playing the part of June Parker, a daring detective with a personal mission to solve her sister's murder. And let me tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions and puzzles. What's to love? Well, first of all, the thrill of hunting for hidden objects. I'm a sucker for these kinds of games. It's kind of like those books that we grew up with, but with a storyline that keeps thickening. Plus, the game takes place in New York to Paris, uncovering clues of scandalous family secrets that make you feel like a real detective. If you're ready for a dose of mystery, romance, and the glamour of the 1920s, June's Journey is waiting for you. Download it for free on iOS and Android, and let's see who cracks the case first. So I yeah. called the, the manager of that source. He was very easy to talk to. He's, yeah, he's nice. Yeah. yeah. No, he remembers it clear as day. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. But when I talked to William, he said, yes, oh, we called back the number. Somebody did say, oh, shit. But we did not have a caller ID system at the time. We do now. So, no, his name did not come through. That number was given okay. through us through Papa John's like, call center. Call center. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, so, so that part is false. There right. was no on the on the caller ID. And then he said that the person that he saw on the catalog just vaguely resembled him, but he is not sure and almost positive that that's not him. So he was really downplaying that, which contradicts uh -huh. what what's what was said on the police report. So he's had a big change of heart since that police report was taken because he said that he initially really believed you guys and you guys came in with a lot of paperwork and, and kind of told him your story. He really, he really believed you. But now he thinks that it's just you or somebody in your house making this up. William said that? Mm-hmm. I have it wow. on re recording too. Wow. I don't even know what to say because I had a, my stack of papers that I took because he was going to call the police and I took it with me so I could show the officer and, and I, I talked to William and told him what the, the living hell that we had been going through. And then that evening when the call started coming back through with the mass shooter 2022, you know, he called me and said, come back. And so I did. And he could clearly see that we weren't doing it. William was getting the phone calls and the orders. While we were talking. While we were talking to the cops and talking to him. He said it's either them or somebody in their house, but they're playing a sick game. And this is a reverse stalking. That's what he said. Those were his words. Yeah, he, he felt very strongly about it. He had a very strong opinion. Okay. He's entitled to his opinion, but he hasn't lived the hell that we've lived for the last three and a half years. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear from the detective working on the case. He revealed some new information that will change your whole perspective on this. It made me so mad. That's after the break.
Claudia and David's backs are against the wall. Nothing seems to be going their way. So out of desperation, they reached out to the detective working on the case. Every single time we get harassment, I'm just going to um, start calling and leaving messages and telling him that I need to talk to him. And then yesterday, after being ignored, called his supervisor. I'm copied on every email David sends the detective. They mostly go unanswered. And finally, after months of being ignored, David complains to the detective's supervisor, and as a result, he finally got a call from the detective. Okay, how are you? I'm okay. What's going on? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. What, what evidence do you have that I don't have that says it's... Remember, I'm bleeping out John Gresman's real name. Well, one was uh, we were at the pizza place, and we were all there, and we were uh, speaking with Officer Roberts, and the orders for the pizza kept coming in. We were outside talking to the manager, and the manager was getting notified from his workers that the orders were still coming in. And at that but time... what evidence is that that's doing that? Well, I'm getting to that point. The manager, the manager uh, went in there and said... Oh, he, he, uh, he called an order. Usually he ordered by apps. He called an order in and their system, the, the uh, caller ID kicked in saying it was <laughs> the manager said, I called the number right back. And he said, Oh shit. And he hung up. That's, that's a, okay. What number was that? By the way, the police report never stated anything about a caller ID displaying John Gresman's name. And the Papa John's manager told me that they didn't even have a caller ID system in place during the time of those calls. The detective moves on to a new topic. Um, I spoke to the postal inspector. Uh-huh. And the question I have is, he told you he went to the house yes. when he never did. And then you started receiving text messages regarding his visit. You know what? I talked How did to that happen. I talked to his I talked to his supervisor. David explains that the postal inspector visited Gresman's house. He knows this because this stalker said so in one of his messages. This postal inspector, however, denies this. I said, I know because he was texting us, telling us that he was there. He did David, that he's he, saying he wasn't there. He, he said he was not there. I know, but his supervisor told me, yes, he lied to me that he was there. So his supervisor told I know, me that he lied he, to you about being there when he was never there. No, 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 no. Aaron, uh, yes. His supervisor told me that he lied when he said he was never there. So he's lying to me is what you're telling me. And he wrote a false report. Yes, he is. He is lying to you then. And then he wrote in an official postal inspection duty activity report mm -hmm. that he perjured himself, basically, and is risking his entire career to frame you. You know what? I've been with the post office for 30 years. Why would I dream up this grand scheme? If I, if I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom yeah. of. But it turns out that the postal inspector did indeed visit the Gresmans and lied about it to David. Here's a recorded call with the postal inspector's supervisor. Inspector Bannon told me I lied. I didn't go over there. Bull BS. That's BS. I don't like being lied to. 
So yes, he did. He did, he did talk to it. Uh, 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 right. So that's, I can verify that. The detective is frustrated. He wants to know why John Gresman would do this. Why would he do this? Why would do this? He didn't even know you when you started seeing. The night of the six-hour stakeout at our house, the texter, he said, okay, I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Because my, my wife doesn't like you. He thinks your wife, he thinks is causing, causing problems with my, with my daughter. Because my, my daughter was a patient. 2017. Excuse me? 2017 is the first fake Instagram Okay. Okay. I, I got. I got. I, I want to finish up the story that I was telling you here about the texting on the six-hour, the night of the six-hour stakeout. The, okay. Um, that the six-hour stakeout is two years after this all started. So I'm trying to figure out why it started to begin with. There's a there's a link here that I'm trying to get to you. Okay. You're not answering my question. You're not waiting for me to explain something here. Because I'm not. You're not in charge of this okay, interview. I okay, am. Okay. 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 So the detective is fed up. He's about to reveal some information I wasn't even aware of, and it's a bombshell, in my opinion. Keep in mind, I'm going to bleep out the usernames he's about to list because it reveals Dr. Gresman's real name. Okay. So July 25th, 2017, Instagram account, Dr. I think Dr. is created. September 6, 2017, one is created from your IP address. September 9th, 2017, go-to guy is created from your IP address. July 26, 2017, his life was created from your IP address. September 5th, 2017, B's Vagina's Life 101 was created from your IP address. August 22nd, 2017, sexy life was created from your IP address. So this all started in the fall of 2017. Why? I can, Why? I, I would like to speak to that. My daughter sure. didn't even have her first appointment with Dr. until October or November of 2017. We were assigned to Dr by a pediatric nurse. I did not choose the doctor. It was either around October-ish, November, okay. around there. So, so that, Instagram, is not, uh, Instagram is not lying to me. So I'm all this started before you even started seeing him. Yeah. Okay, so you started, see, okay, so why would who had no idea who you are to make a, all these fake Instagram I accounts? No I got it. I got a question. And how? How on God's green earth could he have done it? He didn't even know who you were. I didn't even know who they were. Okay. So you're... No, you can't because I'm talking right now. Okay. Okay, because I'm looking at things that don't make sense. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. He had no idea who you were. You had no idea who he was. But yet all these Instagram accounts occur from your IP address. And they are all logged off two years later from your IP address. Can I explain A different that? IP address. Can I explain yeah, that? Please, yeah, please do. Because the FBI couldn't explain it, but I'm sure you can. Yeah, yeah, I can. I want to make sure that you caught all of that. 
Not only were the IP addresses coming from Claudia and David's house, they were created before Claudia and David's daughter Chelsea was ever a patient of Dr. Gresman. I've been able to verify this with the police reports. And I have to tell you, it made me sick to my stomach. I felt used. The detective is right. Why would a doctor and her husband be obsessed with a patient they don't even have yet? David says that there is a possible explanation for this. He got help from a buddy inside Cox because he worked for Cox. He has friends in Cox where the cybersecurity expert said the problem with Cox's, Cox's internet service is, you know, it's very fast, but he said, if anybody gets your account number, a 12-year-old could get inside that and operate everything in your house. And that's exactly what he did. He was able to operate and view us coming and going using our exterior cameras. I've been told several times that gaining somebody's IP address is pretty easy. To mimic your IP address to fool Cox and Instagram to make it show that it came from your house. But before he even knew you guys, though, you're saying he did this. Apparently. Apparently he did. How? I have no idea. We're not cybersecurity experts. I have no idea. But I have no reason to do this. Can Absolutely I? not. What about your daughter? Absolutely not. Was in, in a... Um, Psychiatric hospital twice and during had ac activity. No access to internet or, or, or personal devices when this activity was still going on. So you're alleging that before you knew him and before he knew you, before Dr. knew you, that he was able to go in cahoots with another person who has knowledge how to do this mm -hmm. and create all this. You know what? Okay, do you understand how that sounds? I didn't even meet Dr. Until, like I said, the fall of 2017. That was my daughter's first appointment. We did everything that Dr. told us to do. And then she did surgery on her on January, in January 2018. That's it. Okay. This has been a freaking nightmare. And I want to say. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's ridiculous. When I, I get death threats about him wanting to go and blow my husband's head off quite often. And it rattles my nerves. I can't take it. I can't take this anymore. This is not right. And then I get accused of having a split personality and maybe you're doing it and you don't realize it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I do not have a split personality. I am not harming my daughter. We are not. A, we are not what have you been diagnosed with? What mental, because I see that you take medications. What have you been diagnosed If you want to tell me, you don't have to, obviously. Extreme anxiety and depression and PTSD from being okay. stalked for three years. And we are next. Okay. You know what? I have a handicap, two handicapped children. So, okay. yeah, I, I have a very stressful life. Okay. I, I guess the thing I'm having a hard time getting over is how these things get created. I don't know. Allegedly before any of you know who each other are. And this is before he even worked at Cox. Well, I don't know when he started working what? for Cox. I have no idea. No, it's, the, the, the dates, the 
these occurred are before he worked at Cox, and he doesn't work for Cox anymore. We're just, we're telling you the truth. We're well, I am telling you. Okay, this is what I'm telling you. Every search warrant I've ever done has led back to you guys until it went to apps. Okay, mm-hmm. that's all I'd have. But with the IP address, and then you guys file complaints against Doctor, and then you file CPS reports against her that have been unfounded, and the medical things have been unfounded. Um, when he when when texts us and says he's going to do something sexual to his daughter, I have a responsibility. I'm not even the one that called in the report. My have you ever thought that maybe someone's setting him up? Uh, I don't know who would do that. It's not me. It's not me. I got a question for you. The texter was texting saying, my wife doesn't like you because of the fact that she thinks that you're causing harm to your daughter, like Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy. And the very next day, calendar day, you authored the report and she told you the exact same thing that the texter told. How would anybody in my family know what she thought about my, my wife? Because you guys spoke, speak openly in front of your kids. And that's what the postal inspector also noted that you guys talk about everything and anything in front of your kids. So you guys could be talking about it and they overhear it. Whoa, 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 whoa. How do, then how do my kids and how do we know what the doctor felt, how the doctor felt about us so that we could relay that information to our kids? We, the texter told us that, and there's no way in the hell Anybody in my family would know how she felt about my wife. That is you, what you're telling me doesn't match up with, with reality. A lot of this doesn't match up with reality. I'm going to be honest with you. But what you're telling me doesn't either. And I mean, you're I, telling me that someone who doesn't know you, who has, who is spending basically four years of his life, Hacking, committing federal high federal crimes to hack modems and Cox mainframes to frame you guys to make it look like five different IP addresses were used mm-hmm. for these things to make it look like it came from you over a three year period. Next time on Pretend, this was just the first few minutes of the call with the detective. Wait till you hear the rest of the call. Plus, I recruited an ethical hacker to see if he can find any dirt on all the people involved in this case. With his help, we might be able to get some evidence on the stalker. That's next time on Pretend. Remember Michael Basil, the cybersecurity expert featured in the How to Disappear series? Before he helped celebrities, politicians, and stalking victims vanish from society, he used to be a cop. I asked him what he thinks of the police work regarding this case. I get an email from someone being stalked numerous times daily. That is extremely common. And to be honest, there a lot of times there's not much I can do. A lot of times they want to know who's doing this to me? And of course, everyone would want to know that who is doing this to me. And it's really hard because people can mask themselves so well today. 
they're not bulletproof. They're not hack proof. It's not saying that they're completely anonymous. It's just difficult for you or me without court orders and things like that to find out who they really are. And when you told me the extent that the local law enforcement went to to investigate this, I was surprised at that. Um, Typically, police departments do not have the resources to spend three hours on a stalking case. They can make a report. They can take that report and file it. They can give you a copy of it. And that might give them some court order power. But realistically, there's not enough cops in the country to investigate all the stalking cases that happen. So I'm surprised they got the reaction they did from law enforcement. And I say that as former law enforcement, that I'm surprised that they investigated that far. I'm surprised they got subpoenas and I'm surprised they got IP addresses back. That's all very standard police work you would do on this. It's just we don't see that happen a lot because there's just not the resources to do it. Remember, you can listen to the next episode with the second half of the detective's call, or you could binge the entire season. It's available right now on Pretend Plus on Apple Podcasts. When you subscribe to Pretend Plus, you get access to episodes before anyone else. You'll also get bonus content from Pretend and my other podcast, Criminal Conduct. If you're a Patreon supporter, you'll also have access to the entire season, plus perks like stickers and t-shirts. I'll have a link to Patreon in the show notes. Thank you for spreading the word about Pretend. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I'll be answering your questions about the case on social media, so make sure to follow me. My handle is at PretendPod. I would love to hear from you. All right, that's all for this week. I'll talk to you next time. Creative Babble.